You're tuning into Majoring in the Minors Podcast. Join Mahi and Louie for the podcast you deserve, but not the one you need right now. It is what it is, but it isn't what you thought it won't be. Hello and welcome to another episode of Majoring in the Minors Podcast. Uh, we've missed you. You missed us. We haven't been gone for long, have we? I don't think so. Uh, I'm doing another podcast by myself. Uh, Louis not around right now. He passed away. No, I'm kidding. He's around. We still like some conflicting schedules. Uh, he'll be in the episodes again as soon as possible for all the Louis fans out there. But today I had uh, the pleasure of like talking to one of my really good friends who's in London, Denzel Cruz. Uh, he's another prescript coach, also a physio. Like, I don't know how, where to start with Denzel. Like, been to different workshops and we've traveled to Cardiff together and things like that. And like, every like the more I spend time with him, the more head over heels I get for him. Love the guy to bits. Amazing, amazing dude. Super strong. Has tricep triceps for days, and he was kind enough to be on this podcast and let's just kind of talk about but we were going to talk about martial arts we ended up talking about like you know social anxiety uh what makes people like you know not want to talk or like you know paralysis by analysis uh when you don't know how to express yourself especially at a young age and getting into like you know how that comes out as rage and you just feel angry when you get with it when you don't get validated as a child so yeah, it just went like it was a very very interesting episode, one that I really loved. I hope you guys enjoy it. If you want to find Denzel on social media, uh, his Instagram handle is Denzel Cruz. Sorry, Denzel J Cruz. Give him a follow. Super strong guy, super knowledgeable, and a very very kind soul. Hope you enjoy this episode of Majoring in the Minus podcast. Like going back to that Bulgarian split squats of death, it's just one thing I found. Like, you know, you said like your clients will hate you, and I know my clients will hate me, but also it's a really good way to show someone intensity, right? Like, because a lot of people on the gym floor, they don't train with that real intensity, right? Like, you yeah. just show them what real intensity is, and they understand. I'm like, okay, this is how you push yourself. So it's, it's kind of a good for me, even though I feel like people will hate you, it's a good way to especially with like tasters or beginners to take them there take them to where they've never been and be like look i got you here you've never been here and you kind of like you need a guide without a guide you won't get to this place this is like a dark deep corner in your mind that you never go yourself so like that's why like literally that's what the personal trainer does right it's just push people to those extremes come to the edge this is your actual limit you yeah because for me I, I used to think before I met, before I met them, <laughs> I would think the same thing. Like, oh, this is this is intense. I'm at my limit, and now he actually took me on a ride. I was like, oh shit, oh shit, I'm actually like super far away from my actual limit. So I understand like the need to go to that level. Yeah, so that is like a gauge, isn't it? Exactly, and like some most of the time, we need someone to just kind of grab hold of our hands and pull us to the. Like, you know, they take us, the us yeah, to hell and back. Like Heron, the, the, the boatman of God, uh, or whatever, boatman? That, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I went too deep into, like, Greek mythology. <laughs> it's like, I have no idea what you're on about. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what, mate? 
but yeah, that that's like that, that that's one thing that like a lot of people I you and I needed as well is someone like just pulling you there, showing you the ropes and like because it's human it's human nature, right? Like we 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 are designed for preservation. We are designed to like you know because originally our ancestors wanted to like make sure they they live to see the next day. So it's really hard to reprogram that and be like, oh, I'm going to put everything on the table. Like, and like normally people who succeed are the ones who can reprogram themselves to be like, yeah, I can take myself to those extremes and re recreate that as much as I can. Yeah. Competition, like even for your competition, you said like, you're like, cause you've competed, right? Like when you have to go under a bar and move something that just feels like so heavy, mm-hmm. it's a different mindset, right? For real, yeah, yeah. You've seen that like last time as well. Like when I did my set with you guys, you can see that I, I don't know, I've just like changed. Yeah. <laughs> the intent is a lot more different because usually I just, you know, be dilly dally and going through my warm ups like, yeah, let's move this, let's move this kind of fast because, you know, I can do that anyway. But when I need to, you, you, I do switch on. It's an interesting. I guess phenomenon, you know, it's an yeah. interesting thing that occurs in, in your mind. Like, do you think, because we like that's what we were going to discuss as well. Do you think it kind of does come from your, uh, from the martial arts background? Because, like, I don't like, I think you were taught martial arts in the same way that I was taught. It's like it more was like a self control and discipline, right? Like, and it's more like learn control first when you need to be on, beyond. And I feel like I do the same thing with weights is like, I take my time, but when I need to be there and like, you know, when you need to fight or you need to like be in a ring with someone and you need to be on the mats and like, you know, roll with them, then you can bring that energy on. And it's just like, it's a switch. I don't know, actually. I never thought about it. Cause whenever I do roll and when I spar with people, I never really have to go to that, to that limit because we're just training in it yeah i only ever apply this kind of like switch on kind of thing when i'm lifting something heavy mm. and it's only been a recent thing as well i guess like a recent superpower a new ability <laughs> locked super um, saiyan yeah switch on <laughs> but yeah i don't know i don't think so because naturally i consider myself just super like you know relaxed and chill mm. but I know I have that ability to switch on when I need to. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, that's the thing. Because I think, like, again, it it comes from this idea of, like, the way I was taught martial arts was more control, right? And I feel like if you get the control side, it's, like, one side of the pendulum. If I pull you back, or even just because we were talking about squats and, that, like, everything. If I have more ER or external rotation... (laughs) Okay, let's go. Then yeah. I can then I can go into IR and internal rotation, yeah, yeah. right? So same thing. If I have this control and like being able to like kind of take control of my emotions before they take control of me, if I have that ability, then when I need to be f- pure rage and like not rage, but pure emotion and move and like yeah, just yeah. turn that into energy, I can do that as well. But if I'm always like in the smaller circle of like no change between the two you won't be able to go take yourself to those depths yeah i guess more for me is um i don't know whether to go into this conversation because it's kind of deep go for it (laughs) go for it okay let's go basically 
mine's more from I was like a very uh, volatile child, I guess. Mm. You know, very um, I was angry. <laughs> I was an angry kid, and it would um, I guess I've reflected on it, and it was because of my inability to express how I actually felt. So it would just come out as rage, essentially. Um, up until a point where, like, I knew it was bad, but you know, you don't use you don't make any changes until like something bad happens, I guess. Nothing bad happened, but it got to a point where I knew I needed to make a change basically. And then from there, I was just, I don't know how to, how I, how to explain how I did it, but I went through a phase of like practicing trying to, I guess, control my emotions. And now it's kind of come to this point where I'm just like super, on the other spectrum, because I was like, I was describing myself as like the opposite of chill when I was younger. But now I've like dialed it all the way down, I guess, to go back to where we were saying when um, knowing where your limit is, I yeah. can go there when I need to. Yeah. I feel like a hog actually. <laughs> <laughs> like if, I, if I need to go there, I will. Yeah, but I don't like going there all the time because it's very tiring. <laughs> yeah, it was like, very like draining as hell. Yeah, yeah, it's allowed me to be able to, I guess, channel that into this into a more healthier out, outlook. Right. Yeah, I I really love that you what you said because like in essence, it's kind of like things that I've talked before and what I meant is like you know again you've been there like you have the capacity of going like you've been there and now you've come out of it. So now you can mm -hmm. swing back into that region. Like you can never go somewhere if you're like stuck there. If you're already there, you can't go back. Like you're always there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess like not like to be honest, when you made it deep, I just realized I was like, oh, actually, yeah. Like I have been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been in positions that it's like the same. <laughs> I didn't know how to express myself and things like that. And like emotionally for me, it wasn't rage. For me, it was just more like, emo kid just <laughs> i was gonna say emo. In my head i was like is it emo yeah it's emo yeah, yeah, like yeah. pretty dark and like like depressed and things like that and like but then again just like you something like you, you just reflect on it and learn how to like just kind of deal yeah. with it and get out of that position but then that area becomes like a like like not a safeguard but it's a place that you can go to when you need to go to and like when you need to perform something you just go there that's why like i think like when i and I saw this with you, and now it even makes more sense now that you explained it to me. Is before well, your real sets, you're yeah. just not there. Like you, there, you're somewhere in your head that is not like on this planet. Yeah, I'm yeah. just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like your eyes, just like woof. Like where yeah. is Denzel? He's like, because I feel like I can do that as well to a certain extent. But I could see that with you definitely. Mm -hmm. Someone else has said it to me as well. One of these. Uh another person that helps um, helps me with, uh, with my bench at my other gym. Yeah. After like a few sets, they said to me, like, this is the first time they were like, have you noticed like your eyes go different? Like you go to a different place. I'm like, I guess so. And it's weird for other people to see it too. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that obvious, but yeah. It's, it's, it's that place. Like, you know, it's, it's that deep, 
like corner of the mind that you're like, now I need to get a task done. Like, I think it's, I yeah. always think of it as dimmer switches. It's just like, it's dimming all the other, like, you know, emotions, thoughts, things like that. Cause like, okay, I need to perform. I need to get this switch up and then bring all of the other ones down. Cause this is the main focus of what I'm going to do. I guess it comes from, um, I'd like to think it comes from anime too. <laughs> yeah. Consumption <laughs> anime. Where they, you know, have loads of different forms. It's like you need to get into that form Jesus. when they, you know, need to defeat a stronger opponent or something. Exactly. More, more forms. Because <laughs> <laughs> anime. You fools! This is not even my yeah, final yeah. form. Exactly. It's the power of friendship that keeps coming back. But I guess to go back to um, the emotion thing, like we discussed uh, before in um, the Airbnb back in yeah. Cardiff where I don't like go too far into an emotion yeah I don't let it cons- not consume me but I don't like if I'm happy I don't get super 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 happy but if I'm sad I don't get like super super sad I try not to be anyway but I feel like like I was describing to you it takes away from that feeling mm-hmm. like it makes it, I feel like it makes life feel a bit gray but you were saying like it's a good thing that I do. Yeah. I think, you know, cause you, you, and I, I'm going to ask, I'm going to tell you, get you to tell the, the wheel analogy that like you liked from the book, but also yeah. I think I came up with a better analogy since then. Cause like, okay. my, yeah, like no, 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 sorry. Not better than, not better than your analogy. Cause I used the analogy first. Remember? Like I said, some dumb, oh, yeah. what was the one that you were saying rivers? Yeah, something like a river or something. It was so dumb that I just forgot it immediately. So, I mean, <laughs> hopefully I have a better analogy than the last one I used. That's what, that's what I mean. Not the wheel, because I really like the wheel. I don't want you to tell that. But, like, emotions, as you said, like, to, like even being happy or sad, like, they're both, like, emotion is kind of, like, all-consuming. To me, it's like fire, right? It can mm. keep you warm, but if you're too far away from it, you're cold. If you get too close to it, it burns you, right? doesn't matter what it is. It's happiness or sadness, like, you still need it to be close enough to you. Mm-hmm. And like that can fuel you. That can keep you warm. That can keep you like, you know, you can <laughs> cook your food on it or whatever. Like it has its utility. It has its uses. But it can also, as any other tool, it can become dangerous or it can become useless depending on like how far away you are from it. And like, I think it's the same thing with the wheel. So like, do you mind like going back through the the, the wheel analogy? Man on the wheel. Man on the wheel, yeah. Yeah, it was... um. I don't know what to call it, uh, like a short story by Alan Watts, where he describes a man like walking on top of a wheel and the wheel is um, rotating at a certain pace. But the man on the top has to maintain that certain pace on the top of the wheel, because if it goes too, like if he goes too fast in comparison to the wheel, he'll fall off. But then if he slows down, he will also fall off. So. That's why I really like it in terms of like how to go with the flow of things, like with emotions and just life in general. Yeah. Like you just need to go at that same pace. Otherwise you'll fall off. Yeah, absolutely. Like too fast, too slow, both will like, you know, <clears throat> will have their own drawbacks. And like, and that that's kind of going back to conversations. <laughs> Sorry? You know, when there's... Um, uh, there's a uh, pictures of words like you're exactly where you need to be yeah it, uh, it is that it is that but <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. less cringy yeah yeah but yeah. cooler but cooler 
Gavan on the wheel. Uh, yeah. But it, it's kind of like, and also because I, I did say we're going to talk about it a little bit. It is kind of like, you know, like, because you and I always try to like draw parallels in life and training and like sometimes martial arts. And it's the same thing, like with training, the man on the wheel is the same. Like if you want to m- progress too fast, you mess something up. If you're not, if you don't push yourself, like we said, like t- don't take yourself to those like, you know, extremes or not even extremes to those like close to failure, then you won't progress. Do so you still like need to even with life, with training, with anything else, you have to like find that pace that matches like, you know, what, whatever the wheel, however the wheel's turning, you want to like match the same speed. Right. Um, even with martial arts, like I know you're a big martial arts fan. I'm a big martial arts fan. And I think, it affects both of our train, like even the way we approach life and training. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know about you, but since like I was like, I was getting into trouble and stuff like that. But since I actually started martial arts, I've never been in a single fight. Like never. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like street fight. Like obviously competition is different, but I've never been in a street fight. Cause now every time like my friends get into trouble or anything else, I just know I manage it. Like, I just never let it go there. Cause like, I know how crazy it can be. And I'm like, no, like everyone's like, yeah, on, let's get into it. Like you got it. I'm like, no, you actually, that's the worst thing to do. Cause you never know what's going to happen. So I, I end up always diffusing the situations more. So I've literally since martial arts, never been in a fight at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, do you have the same experience? Sorry. Do you have, do you, did you feel like, do you feel the same and has it been the oh, same? Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's just, I guess when I was younger, like when did you start martial arts? Uh, unofficially, <laughs> oh, properly, like maybe I was 19, 18, 19. Okay, cool. Um, I guess when I started like my early, uh, I would say it's still proper, but um, the early stages of my like, martial arts journey, I guess. I started like in when I was 10, basically like around that age, 10, 11. So um, when I got to like a competent level, obviously I'm just, you know, I'm still a preteen going through puberty and shit. <laughs> so I always thought I have this power, you know, Yeah. <laughs> going around like, you know, roundhouse kicking people in the head. But like if someone kind of, you know, stepped step to me the wrong way, um, I would use what I've learned in, I guess, in the wrong way. But um, when I started again, like actually going back into, cause I stopped around like 14 and then I picked it up again around, I guess, same time as you, 19, 20. But then from there, I was actually, like I took it on in a different way. Like I used it not to learn to fight and, you know, cause harm, but to actually like, Sound, it's going to sound super woo-woo, but, like, to help me mentally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, and then from there, like, I didn't mean for it to, like, for me to learn all these parallels from, like, martial arts into life, but it just, as I continued doing, going through that martial arts journey, I would just see a lot more parallels from uh, what I was learning in my academy and whatnot and in life and i'd be discussing these parallels as well with someone else who's like gone through the same thing but yeah it's just all these things that you see with like kung fu films and all that woo-woo oh. stuff it is real it's real <laughs> it's yeah true. get me 
it's like my theory is because like it's you know how you said like when you were younger and like you know maybe you were angry you didn't know how to express yourself in my head that's chaos right and like martial arts is just order in itself it's discipline like doesn't matter like it it's the idea that someone who is very chaotic and like doesn't have that much it's literally for me it's meditation it's doing like daily gratitude doing all these things because it's not the act or it's not what you do it's the way you organize it and you like you it's what gives you organization like you know people who are successful wake up and do this and this and this it's a discipline right it's doing something in, in a certain order and what like nothing has as much order as martial like if you have to keep doing katas and if you have to do combinations over and over and over again there's something like therapeutic to it because you have to pay attention to each well depending on who taught you you'll have to pay attention yeah. to how you're performing each movement right yeah exactly Deviation, it won't be the correct thing i guess it depends on like what martial art is all but it will um i think it applies to most anyway but what was going to say remember you go ahead whilst i try and remember yeah okay, it, like, it, <laughs> yeah it was a the concept of like you know chaos and order that we talked like I, I said like i think martial arts is just it yeah it helps people or organize stuff because when you externally organize stuff then you start internally organizing stuff as well mm-hmm. like you learn the skill right you learn all right so if i want to learn how to do a better kick first i need to learn how to like you know chamber how to like you know turn my foot out like how to even where how to organize my center of mass like all these small things that you learn externally if you do it long enough then you can kind of uh extrapolate it and put it internally like and like be like all right so well the same thing applies to like all these thoughts that are like if i want to be like i don't know if i want to think a certain way if i want to like deal with these situations then like yeah. my brain just follows those certain sequences. Let me break it down into this. Let me do this. Let me do that. And now, bam, there we go. Have you ever felt like when you did do martial arts a lot more, like when you didn't have it in your routine as much, maybe even now, like um, you didn't feel like something was missing basically. Cause I feel when I don't do, I guess for me, jujitsu at the moment, I used to do a lot more like twice to like four times a week now it's very rarely but whenever i do go back my mind just feels clear (laughs) i don't know if you get it i don't know if i'm being super woo but for me like i genuinely have that clarity i'm like okay cool this feels nice i don't know how to like explain it but it's a thing that happens yeah 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 it's something cathartic like honestly like because now we've put up a punching bag in the gym and like uh i i've started hitting it and kicking it and like you know as my part of like a 10 minute cardio and i just feel so much better because i just go back to that like moment of like all right this is because i i genuinely think like and like some people might not like it or not but i feel like martial arts and religion or like philosophy or anything else they have uh, one thing that they have in common like let's say because like i know muslims as well like muslims when they pray they have these like movements right you know we were praying we're going like you're bending forward bending down going down going up when you give humans like a certain routine and they repeat it over and over again even in meditation breathe in breathe out like following a routine Mm -hmm. once we do that and it becomes autonomous enough 
hashtag Killian Hamilton skill acquisition. <laughs> Once it becomes autonomous enough, now our brain, just like the brain doesn't need to think about that. So the brain likes doing stuff that it doesn't need to think about anymore because then it can just kind of like take the back seat and let the body, f- and obviously movement like just has that cathartic um, effect anyways. So like now that it's autonomous, you don't need to think, you go through the, the waves and the motions and like, it, it, it is kind of cleansing it is kind of like it, whether like whatever you found works for you like that's why i think people love like you know even like sometimes people like prayer or religion martial mm-hmm. arts or any other activity that they've done long enough that puts them on autopilot and now the brain can just like take a step back and breathe and relax so that at least that's my theory yeah i think there is definitely a thing where movement is very beneficial to humans in general Because, like, when you were talking about um, just your, I guess, your body, like, just going from the, uh, from being, um, from the movement being autonomous. Yeah. Like, that reminds me of, you know, when you're a kid or you you just see a kid, like a baby, like, just when there's a a song on as well, they just move, right? Yeah. I always find that, like, super interesting. I'm like, there there is something, like, just innate about movement in in humans, you know? (laughs) Yeah, the, yeah, you're right. Like, they, we need it. We need it. And, like, you can it's see it. Weird. <laughs> Wiggle. We know it's to dance, but they're just dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it is just, like, <laughs> side to side. Just side to side, wobble, wobble. But, yeah. and, like, you can see the opposite effects of it, right? Like, if someone's going through something mentally or, like, you know, they're, like, whatever's happened to them, going through some trauma or depression or anything else, what goes away? Like, the first thing goes away is the it's that need to move, right? Like they become lethargic. They become, we, why do we associate like le- being lethargic with like, you know, bad mood and stuff like that, right? Because now the body's like in that position that it doesn't want to move. And that's when like, okay, something's wrong. We're meant yeah. to move. We don't want to move. Why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, this gets deep though. Like I like it. Like, <laughs> we're like where, where are we going with this? Where are we going? Oh. This is very impromptu. <laughs> yeah, it's like just suddenly it, it's classic way of us doing uh, podcasts. It's just like, hey, hi, let's do podcasts. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. But is this is a podcast. Yeah, but this is what I love because, like, you know, I think again, I talk to you about this as well, and I talk to a lot of people. The reason I started, like, uh, Louis and I both started podcasting, is was this art of communication, this art of like, okay. You just have to talk to this person. It should, like, you know, just get something out of them and, like, continue the conversation. It shouldn't go stale. It shouldn't, like, because it's lost. Like, nowadays, people are just messaging each other. And, like, you know, we have time to curate every response, right? But, like, here, there is no defense. There is nothing that I can fall back on. Like, I I either say something dumb and we both laugh or there is an awkward pause, right? Like, there is a conversation going on. Mm -hmm. And that that's why i love it like i think it's it's very it's a very important skill that we're kind of lacking on and you know especially in our business is very important right yeah yeah yeah. actually having human interaction who'd have thought that's super important (laughs) (laughs) who would have thought well yes (laughs) but i don't know yeah no it's weird how it's like like you said just disappearing you know and it is something to fall back on. Like for me, I guess it's only been recent where I actually enjoy 
this is so, this is gonna go deep again. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I actually enjoy talking to someone because should we go there? <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Yes. When I was again back to my childhood trauma, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was just super anxious. Yeah. Like I classed myself as someone with social anxiety. I just wouldn't talk to to people mainly because I think partially. Um, for them not liking my what I have to say, mm. but then it just got to a point where I was like, "Wait a minute!" Thankfully, I'm at this point now where I'm like, "I have something to say, and I think they're pretty cool, so I'm gonna say it, and if they don't like it, screw them." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, some people, well, most people, I'd like to think, are enjoy my conversation. So yeah, it's just very recent, honestly. So thank you for being part of that. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. my pleasure, man. Uh, do you think that, like, why do you think you taught that way, or like, where do you think that? Because I've felt it as well, and I'm, I always want to like kind of pinpoint where this comes is, like, why did we think that people are not interested in what we're, what we have to say, like? Was it one experience or was it like a friend or family or someone saying something that put us down enough to be like, okay, now people don't want to hear what I say. Hmm. Probably, I like this for me. Yeah. Which is completely normal for humans anyway. But I guess where it gets, I guess appealed that back probably in a certain event would have caused that fear of rejection to exacerbate but i for me i don't know I, um can't really pinpoint it yourself do you know have you reflected on this oh uh, yes actually i have reflected on it a lot and like i i can pinpoint one of my main reasons uh yeah. which like i kind of and I started drinking because of it. And like, I started drinking at the age of 19 and then I stopped at 23. Cause I was like, I got to a point that was like, I actually don't need the alcohol. And it was the fact that I started speaking English in India. Mm. Right. And I think I've told you this and like, that's where the first country, like when I left Iran, I went to India and that's like literally my first exposure to speaking English. And yeah, yeah. obviously because you're in that country, you pick up the accent right and then i came to the uk and like the indian accent like it or not is the butt of many jokes right mm -hmm. and like you know people find it funny people are like you know there's like in, in movies especially back in the day like you like people weren't as woke it was like about a many jokes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah so i like literally when i got here and especially england like you know how here would they like queen's english so it, it just like I was under this pressure that I thought anything I say will like people will find it funny. And like they not because I said something funny, but they would find my accent funny and laugh at me. So that like fear of being laughed at just like literally froze my tongue. Like I was here, I, I would go to house parties with my friends and stuff. And I just could not say a single word. I would just sit down and like watch people yeah. like a mute. Uh, yeah. But I was a mute in some circumstances. Yeah. 
and if <laughs> muted, <laughs> that was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Like you, you stare. Like you keep you trying, and like um, people who know this, like you know it as well. Like that anxiety, like your brain just fights you because you're like, I want to talk, I want to talk, but like this, like something in here, just like no, they're gonna laugh at you. They're gonna say this. They're gonna say that. You're gonna pronounce this wrong. You're gonna like and. It, it just makes you slower and slower and then you can't react to anyone talking to you and like, you know, say something uh, and get it out. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And like paralysis by analysis, basically you think so much that you just, yeah, so not <laughs> you just overthink what you're going to say and then you end up not saying a thing or when you do say it, you just stumble on your words and it makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it, the, and then you, it, it just like, blows it out <laughs> it blows it out to proportion but then the kick i needed was and i i love the stories like because i was studying right like and, and i knew my english is good because i'm writing i'm like you know listening i'm like everything when my class like i'm doing everything well and then i had a friend like an early rating guy he just like he is one of the most confident people i've ever met in my entire life right because he came to the UK with this mindset of, bro, like I'm here and I already speak another language and this is my second language that I'm speaking. So it's not my job to be clear. Mm -hmm. It's other people's job to understand what I'm saying because they're not bilingual. I am. That was his mindset. Right. And I was like, fuck, this is like, this guy is like, so like, he's right. Like, you know what? I am bilingual. Like it, it's already difficult. Like people should try to understand what I'm saying. And because of that, he would just like talk to people and like his English was just all over the place, like past tense, present tense, they're all mixed up. He did like a fight, like a, we had to do a presentation at university once and like he was doing it on weed. And for, 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 for <laughs> I know he was doing it on weed <laughs> and for 15, 20 minutes, the entire time he's like, weed is a planet, right? I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there, like literally sweating. I'm like, bro, why do you keep saying planet? Like everyone's gonna be so laughing at you, blah blah blah. Yeah. Then after 15 minutes, everyone clapped for him, and everyone was like, "Mate, that was a great presentation." Right? So this was like, you know, you and I said that it's just a voice in our head that just like stops us. Yeah, not for real. For him, they 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 applauded him, and nobody even corrected him. And like afterwards, I was like, "Oh, mate, like Ali, this is this is like a it's it's a plant." You kept saying "planet," and he just laughed it off. He was like, "Oh, oh shit, oops. <laughs> yeah, oops." <laughs> so the, the sorry, that was like a side story. But the driving force for me was like once I I was in a party, I couldn't speak to anyone. Now you can't even shut me up. But at that time, I couldn't even speak to anyone. And I, <laughs> and I yeah. I left the party and apparently our friends asked him, I was like, Ali, what's wrong with Mohan? Why can't he speak? Like, why doesn't he speak? And that motherfucker goes, oh, he doesn't know how to speak English. His English is not that good. The moment I heard that story, I was like, this planet, <laughs> weed planet motherfucker is telling people that my English is not good. Then I had yeah. to just like force myself. And uh one thing that at the time helped me was like, you know, when you drink alcohol, you stop thinking, right? Because it, it, it's, it brings your inhibitions down. So that, that's one thing that like I used at the beginning, like as a catalyst or uh, like, like a way for me to just like not think too much and like be able to open myself up and just talk to people. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I carried on from then. And then eventually got to a point. I was like, you know what? I started drinking because I wanted to speak. Now I'm comfortable enough with it. So why am I still drinking? And then I was like, okay, well, actually I can stop that. Yeah. No, I get the thing with like the, obviously my mutism would, would leave if I was uh, intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But also like um, similar to how you had a friend that kind of like, shone a light on your ability to actually like start speaking for me like i said it was only quite recent i met um one of my close friends now he, he's just he's just an idiot josh his name is josh <laughs> they all just, are the first time i met him he was like he just he asked if i was a, a pussy <laughs> but i liked it i was like shit this guy has no filter <laughs> <laughs> and then um yeah when i met him uh it was because you know nick yeah yeah yeah. i met up with nick and then nick brought me to meet these guys josh was one of them um they were working at office and they were doing like the video stuff you know what they do um so i met them and then obviously super awkward when i'm like first meeting them and shit and that's why he called me like yo what's wrong like are you a pussy? <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. But like a, a younger version of oh even actually no. Yeah, a younger version of me would have been like taking that, um, would have taken that badly, but I don't know, I just laughed it off. I just really admired his his brashness, you yeah. know. Like, well, who is this guy asking me? What the hell? I just met you. <laughs> but he said it in such a way that was fun, it was like super funny. And then I'm just chilling, like doing my work as well on the corner, because uh during this time I was uh, I had exams so to study for so we were just working in the same space and then what's it called he'd be asking me questions here and there and uh what's it called again he'd still just be like taking the piss out of me and then like a year into our friendship um i guess like last year we were reflecting on like the first time we met each other he was like uh, do you hey, I remember Denzel when he was a pussy and never spoke any, and he didn't speak. And I'm like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was like the first um, display of like his behavior that I really admired. And then when I started hanging out with him a bit more, just the way he'd like talk to random strangers, like obviously it's not the same way as he spoke to me because he knew me through through Nick. Yeah. But the way he'd like converse with complete strangers. Like, damn, this guy is, he's still got no filter on, but obviously he's kind of dialed down into a level where it's kind of appropriate, but still like inappropriate, but funny inappropriate. I'm <laughs> like, damn, this, this guy really, he's, he's just an idiot, but he can talk to anyone and he doesn't care. And that's what really like inspired me to just like not give a shit anymore, yeah. you know? And so I'm, I'm thankful for him to like show that even if you're an idiot, it's cool, man. <laughs> Just open your mouth, just speak, right? It's not that deep in the end. <laughs> yeah. It's really not. <laughs> it definitely is not. Like, <laughs> Damn I'm, boy in your head. Yeah, I'm kind of glad like you've got rid of that as well. Like we just overthink stuff. And like to anyone who does overthink, honestly, uh, I don't know, if you had to give a best advice to someone who overthinks or like not that not that that many people listen to this podcast but if it happens to end up in someone's hands who could benefit from like any advice that you have from people for people to just like you know 
not to stop themselves or not to overthink just in regards to anything. <laughs> Did you ask me a question? My, my internet is so bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> I bit of that. oh yeah. All right. Good. Okay. Thank God okay. it was your internet because I thought my question just didn't make sense. So you're like, you were oh, no, no, no. like, your English like, is bad. Yeah. My English is bad. Did I just do this again? Uh, no, yeah. I was saying like, yeah, what I said was like, I'm happy that you kind of like, you got to that point that oh, like, yeah. you're like, yeah. it doesn't matter, right? So do you have any advice for people like who might be having the, you know, the um, fear of rejections or they have these anxiety issues that prevents them from like uh, opening up to others? Like, what would you say would be the best thing that like in your experience or in your opinion? That in my help? experience, and I guess from similar to yours, like, honestly, just hanging out with people that can show you that you don't need to be afraid of what people might think of you. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that, that, for me, I would, like, that was, I think, the pivotal uh, point for me. Because before that, I would just be, I'd just be, like, trying to read and research on it, you know? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was super bad. It seems, like, super on the spectrum. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> But up until that point, like reading, you know, that Dale Carnegie book, bloody hell, you know, how to win friends and influence. People. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So I'd be using those techniques and then like it would help. Like I've got super comfy with it and it helped me like actually like practice conversing with someone. But literally, yeah, just find your Josh or your Ali, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Find someone who's a, a bigger idiot than you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bigger driving force, bigger idiot than you. And like, yeah, yeah. Then you realize, wait a minute, I'm not as bad as this guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he doesn't care. You're like, it gets to a point that you're like, wait a minute, I'm like, he has friends and I'm one of them. Yeah, so. <laughs> everyone likes him. What the hell? But but it, it's also like I, I one thing that you kind of mentioned about Josh that I kind of like is like these people are rare though because like it can as easily be that like he calls you pussy and you get offended right yeah but like they have I don't know like these people are like and I I love them and that's why like you know as you said you learn from them they have this way of like free spirited enough that like they just or they have conversed enough with with enough people. That they can say something mean, but don't mean it. Because like I, I truly believe saying mean words does is not equal as having bad intentions, mm-hmm. right? Like because you can say something very nice with the intention of hurting people, especially like fake niceness, but you can also yeah, yeah, say yeah. something ca- that kind of comes off rude uh, and insulting, but it's actually very endearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's me <laughs> in a nutshell as well. Yeah. Right. The backhanded compliment. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know how to compliment people. I, I still don't know yeah. how to compliment people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just call apparently them. not. Apparently same. <laughs> yeah. We're like, how do I get out of this hole? <laughs> <laughs> I keep digging. Like I'm just like <laughs> in for a dime, in for a dollar. Like let's go. I just insult them more and more and more. But no, like, yeah. F- Friends like that, like, hold on to them. Like, those people are amazing. Like, they, they can show you. 
I'm going to go call Ali. You're like, yo, planet boy. <laughs> it's plant. Ah, <laughs> uh, I still, but I still can't get over it. But like the idea of like, I was sweating for him. That's, that's how much we overthink. Like that's yeah. another human being. Why am I worried about like his, like whatever, like I was just like worried about that people are judging him. And then like, I was taking all the blame to myself. And like, he's just standing there chilling, right? But that's the idea of like, again, like sometimes we, we end up in these snares in our own brain and like, it just goes on and on and on. And like, so you just need a, you just need to take a step back and realize. Mm-hmm. Damn brain chemistry. Oof, uh, that's created. <laughs> yeah. This went deep. Oh, huh? This went deep. Thank you so much for like sharing that because I loved like conversation like this. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether to like because I I like having conversations like this, but obviously in this context where it's like being recorded, it's like yeah, but I, it might help other people. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's so yeah. That's be with my past. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's a way of like kind of dealing with your past as well, right? Yeah, because I can't change it. It's happened, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And. Oh one thing that i heard that like really resonated with me was like we heal the wounds of our past by talking about them like there's nothing else to do about it right like if it's in the past there's nothing else left but you can talk about your emotions and then like you know that's it yeah, yeah that's a good one actually that's all you have of it literally just that recollection of what happened yeah and funny thing with memories is like well you know like and um, we can use this as like a closing uh, uh, part, but you know some s- memories from your childhood that you've said over and over and over again, and now that sounds like it sounds more like a story than a memory. No. No. <laughs> okay, it's just me. But <laughs> so really just, uh, you've got like for the for the purposes of this closure <laughs> no but like not like i don't know like not everything that we remember from our past is exactly as how it happened because yeah, like yeah, the yeah, more yeah. You, you, the, when you tell that story of like you know when you talk about you like oh when i was a kid i did this the more you tell that story the more that original event gets altered right and yeah. then you slowly start remembering it the way that you tell the story not w- the way it was yeah, you're not get you. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So like this. Yeah. Okay. And this, like, I think the same concept can happen to trauma and pain from the past. Like, if you just talk about it and change that narrative and change that mindset over it and keep doing it over time, eventually you won't have that hold over you anymore. Like that. That's my like theory, at least, right? Because mm-hmm. like it, most of our memories are not the way they were before. Like I've like through re- repeating it, and then your mom tells the story. Your like dad tells the story, and like everyone's reality gets mixed up into this. So now, like the way you tell the like remember the memory or recall it is actually not how it was. And yeah. I think that can slowly be applied to parts of our lives that like you know hurt us as well. Like if you just change that, and not even change the narrative, but the way you look at it, you're like no, recall it and. Appreciate it for what it was. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it you can like think of it and recollect things like objectively. And it is the thing that I always like to say is like it's all of it's just perspective, no? Yeah, depends. Like that thing happened, and it's just depends on the angle that you view it. 
exactly that was a more beautiful way of saying it apart for like rather than <laughs> where I, <laughs> i don't know where i went with that but yes it's all perspective with less words as well yeah, less words you have been practicing yeah <laughs> succinct yeah all right man perfect with that like i really appreciate your time at the end like to the i mean only tom and saluja are gonna listen to this anyways but like at the end if you want to do tom. any <laughs> hello tom <laughs> uh hey saluji and anyone else who listens to this you know who you are uh any like plugins you want to put apparently at not me <laughs> <laughs> apparently not you yeah you, you were not in your top five but i i'm not sad about it I, i'm still salty you'll be there 2022 don't worry yes thank you thank you but yeah, I'm going to do like an introduction at the beginning anyways. But if you want to do any plugins and everything else, because like we didn't talk about your business at all, but obviously we can talk about that. Maybe another one, I guess. Yeah, we can do that too. Um, you can you can do the, you can just plug me in the intro. Okay, I'll, I'll plug <laughs> you in the intro. I'll do that. Yeah. Sweet. All right, man. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, very impromptu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoyed it though. Yeah. Hopefully we can do another. Definitely. And with this, thank you for listening to Majoring in Minus podcast.